0: Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts Arturo and
1: Anu. All
0: right, so we're looking back at 2023, right? I guess that's what people do at this time.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna steal. What everybody's always done forever, <laughs> which is just have like a year in uh, review.
0: Year end review. I-, I think people would be surprised to see like what guests we've had on and how much we've done. Like I'm looking back at it right now. It- it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of proud of us. We've done pretty decent. I think in our own training, we've been consistent since we've done the pod and mm-hmm. we've consistently had some good people on the pod as well that I think reinforces our desire to
0: train and support the martial arts world. All right, so let, let's get right in. A year ago, you know, to start, I actually got my brown belt. That's kind of cool.
1: It's been a year already since you had your brown belt? hmm I thought it was like probably six months. That's amazing. Congratulations. A full year, right on.
0: hmm And then our first guest, our first podcast this year was Omar Riyad. Now, Omar at the time was 1-0 in MMA. He's now 4-0, and and people are not exactly excited to fight him now.
1: Holy shit, three victories in a year. And he's training mm-hmm. for those that don't remember, he's training under Dan Henderson's gym.
0: His so last he's vi- some of that tutelage. His last victory was one of the best knockouts in amateur. It was amazing. And and you know, he's he's the guy that was like, you know, I'd rather just take a guy down and sub him, but he had a huge knockout and it's up for fight of the year for amateurs.
1: Really? I didn't even know that. Hmm?
0: In least right. California, you know.
1: Shout out Omar.
0: Yeah, man. Omar's doing big things, man. He's awesome. Yeah, that was our first guest. And then the next month, we had we had a guest more than once a month almost, right? And then then we had Kevin on, my instructor, Kevin Burbich. We have a new gym now. Kevin's done some pretty big things too, going viral for moves that are just, he doesn't think normally at all in jiu-jitsu. He has his own like meta, his own, the way he thinks, his brain is like a beautiful mind, I feel like. You know, like there's people that just like know a lot, and then there's people that, that just like create and think on their own. Kevin is definitely one of those guys. If you haven't heard the Kevin podcast, definitely get on there. We talk some conspiracies too.
1: And check out his Instagram so you could see those moves. Like you told me he has a bottom bottom side control game, which is like my
0: bottom side control game. Quarter guard is, is like his thing. He loves when people knee slice in on him and he's got a whole game plan from that quarter guard knee slice position. Bottom.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. And what's cool, too, is 10th Planet's going to have Eddie Bravo in, I think, next week. Yeah, January 6th, next week. And I just want to be in the room with Eddie and Kevin and just hear them just talk about jujitsu. That's all. I just want them to, like, you know, just play around with their ideas of, like, oh, have you thought about this? And you thought, that's all I want to be there for. Yeah. So moving on, then we we interviewed McDojo Life the next month in March. McDojo Life was a, was a big one, too, man. I mean... He's done so much for the martial arts community. He might
1: be the most famous martial arts page on Instagram, right? Like, I think he's up up there, there. Mm -hmm. right? And he does it through humor. and But actually, I thought it was through humor. And he was far more serious than I thought it was going to be, where I thought he was like showing all these McDojos so we could laugh at them. And he's like, no, these McDojos are raping and hurting people. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. So it's amazing. And he's also a purple belt. Like a, yep. He's like a really good martial artist. He teaches yeah, all like, around martial
0: artists. He trains in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And just to see him make a living on calling out martial art frauds is cool because he's almost like this hero where, like, there's all these martial arts frauds that are taking advantage of people and getting a bunch of money. And now he has made a living on rectifying that. And I think that's awesome. So I thought this year went
1: by fast. This year was long because yeah, I thought that was like looking back. I thought it was like I didn't think that was this year we interviewed him. Yep.
0: Yep, that was this year, McDojo life. Then we went into let's see. Oh my gosh, there's so much. We covered the death of Jordan Neely, so many UFCs.
1: Yeah, we got a little political. We also talked about the war.
0: Zuckerberg Elon Musk. All right. Then we interviewed your instructor, John Burke which was our most listened to episode this year. John yeah. Burke. Shout
1: out. Shout yep. out to Mr. John Burke. I appreciate it. And
0: yeah, I told him, I
1: was like, you were our number one listened show. And he, his response was a lot of people hate me. So I, was, <laughs> I, was kind of, I was like, I oh, were against the hate listeners right on, but I, uh, I'm sure a lot of people also love John too. So it goes for both sure.
0: On. For sure. He had sent me a message too. Or I had, I had responded to a video I think he posted where it was some move. Oh, I remember what it is. And I told him that I do like something similar from back control and he wanted to see it. So I told him I would record a video on what I do. And I asked him for feedback on it. Like, oh, what does he think of this? So yeah, I got to send that. I got to make that video. It's a good reminder for me. Yeah, let's do that. It's posted yeah, too. If shout out to John Burke, man. He He's an awesome dude. I'm glad you're, from what I know of John, I'm glad you're under him.
1: So I've been so lucky with instructors and John just follows the same thing, like down to yeah. earth, awesome, like the type of person you want to be friends with, but that could also murder people.
0: Yeah. And we went through a little later in the year, Robert Degel, you know, jujitsu phenom guy, definitely so smart and in his own world almost.
1: Yeah. Right. like when he, when he was talking about philosophy, our page is called philosophy of fighting. And I was like, oh, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on philosophy and i thought it was just gonna give me like one minute of like oh yeah i was in college and i enjoy philosophy and i enjoy open and he starts talking about Wittgenstein and like, I was like yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to cut all this nobody understands i was like you're too fucking smart
0: <laughs> yeah he wanted to get into like the whole history of philosophy which i love but yeah that was pretty funny
1: yeah uh, and thank, then we you had... to, thank you to zuli burke john burke's wife for helping set up that That's podcast right. and the one with Bridget as well.
0: Zuli just got her a purple belt, I believe, right?
1: Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Zuli just got her purple belt. And I was going to make a post on our page because my body hurts. A lot of people's body hurts. I feel like I'm getting old and I don't know if I should be saying this, but Zuli's a grandma and she trains more hours on the mat than anybody at the gym by far, like 12 to seven every day, 12 to eight, like, Always there and so well deserved that purple belt. Like Mm -hmm. incredible.
0: Right on. Congrats. All right. Then that same month we had Bridget Grace. Yep. Bridget was awesome. I think definitely one of our most listened to episodes. She was so happy, such a nice person. And when people say I am jujitsu, I'm always going to think of Bridget now.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it's because Bridget's a girl and she just seemed bubbly, but I just, loved her personality. Like I felt like this is how I want everybody in martial arts to be like half sweet, half killer,
0: you know? Yeah, no, she was definitely no nonsense when it came to like talking about jujitsu and like her attitude about like competing and finishing. And it's funny, like all the women we've interviewed have been that.
1: I think the women are scarier. Like I think (laughs) women are more likely to, I don't know what it is, there was a there was a story too about like a war happening. I think it was Eritrea and Ethiopia or something like that, two East African countries, and the women fight there too in the war, and the men were like, "Don't fuck with the women," like the men were scared of the women because the men said sometimes you could plead with another man and they might not kill you, but they said don't plead with the women because no a lot of be- a lot of bad shit has happened to the women already. So like, they're no, like I'm not letting you even get close to me, like for Uh, what can happen. And they'll just fucking take you out. And I don't think it's on the same level here, but I think like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like the girls are more likely to want to break a bone (laughs) than a guy. You know what I mean? As a guy, like I I want. do know what you
0: mean actually. Yeah.
1: Or maybe it's like when I see girl fights, rip hair and
0: stomp on face. Like
1: guys do that. Maybe
0: they just feel like they have something more to prove. Yeah, maybe they feel like they're more often in a battle for their life, or uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, or just maybe think, the ones that make it through the filter of jujitsu are those types.
1: Yes, that too. T- edit this out if this is sexist,
0: but <laughs> this is going in then for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, but do you think it's a possibility because women have their periods; they're used to like seeing blood and like these like big changes where like, they have like a little bit of like, this doesn't scare me. Where like, guys think that No, tough. I don't they're I not... don't
0: think that. And I don't think that's sexist. I just think that's silly.
1: You think that's silly? <laughs> like why once a month you're bleeding like crazy out of your body. Like I think
0: you might have- I bleed like... too. I bleed every month too. Like, I don't know. Like, I no, you don't bleed like that. You know okay. I mean? Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, you know what I, I mean? I think you get used to it. Like, you know, doctors like are like okay with certain things cause they see it all the time. Yeah, maybe. I think it's like w- maybe they just are used to that and they get this like toughness. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> but Bridget was great. She was great. And uh, yeah, loved her. Yeah. Shout out to Bridget. And then after Bridget, we had John beneducci the manimal. The manimal. manimal. Loved him. Probably our most animated guest of all time. Gave yes, himself fun- the best intro of all time.
1: Funniest guest of all time, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a real New York personality, a black belt training with Matt Sarah and that that crew. Um, And
1: I love what he does entrepreneurial wise. You know, like trying to hype up grappling matches, like helping his friends out, other people in the community, like bringing people to the
0: fight game. Great dude. Yep, yep. And then, and then, most recently, our last guest was Ian Heinisch.
1: We we had another woman. What was her name? I, I, I forget. Oh, Between... Sophia.
0: Of course. I, I, right after John. Sophia Nordeno.
1: Yeah. And Sophia Nordeno, she's friends with Brandon Guptil, right? Our other That's black right. friends. Yep. I took from her, she was like, be meaner. Yeah. I, I have been trying to be meaner on the mats.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think I am to the level if she wanted, but she definitely <laughs> influenced my game. And so I appreciate her as well for like coming on and talking. And she was, I loved her story too. For like those that don't know, like she was saying she was in Norway. It was just her and her friend and they started jujitsu because they wanted to meet guys. They were just Mm -hmm. these like young high school girls. And then now they're fucking killers and it's brought them around the world, you know, and changed their business and their economic standing. So I, I respected her too.
0: Yeah, I Sophia is definitely that. a badass. Best Instagram handle of all time, right? Yeah. Miss Grappling. That's as good as it gets.
1: Yes, that is. Yeah, she could sell that in the future.
0: Yeah, for real. It's
1: definitely worth something. And then what yeah, you said, awesome. last one was Ian Heinish, right?
0: Yep. And Ian Heinish has the most remarkable story there is. It's like a movie. It sounds like it's blow or something. Like it's just they should make a movie on Ian.
1: He. They said he. They were going to do a thirty for thirty on ESPN. But now that he's not really fighting because of his concussions and his like semi retirement, they don't know if they could sell it, which is like a little annoying. Like, you don't.
0: That's a bummer. Yeah. I hope he does. I hope he does get another fight again. I hope he recovers. I hope he gets another fight just as a means of like solidifying it all. Like, whatever he ends up doing in fighting is like, it's obviously going to pale in comparison to what he plans to do overall, which is, you know, start like that center help out other, you know, other youth like him that could have done better sooner.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just like a little annoyed though, because, all right, Ian retired. Ian's a great fighter. Mm -hmm. He like retired top 15, right? Like towards the bottom of the top 15. Mm -hmm. What does one more fight in that area do to promote his story? Like his story is already great.
0: I'll tell you, this is more like just for Ian to come back from that. And just to get a win, do you know what I mean? That that's all it is. Like sure. just to come back from like the injury, get a win. I don't care what he does after that, but I would love to see him come back, get a win, and then if he decides to be done, that's cool. Go out on a good win. You made it back, yeah. And just because no, I, I think w- the more recent your win is, chances are the more money you've made.
1: Yeah, I would. Love so to I, see I'd that like too. to
0: see him get like that payday, and you could tell like training and fighting does focus him in the right ways.
1: Mm-hmm. But. I don't think it should affect the
0: 30 for 30. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah, that's all I meant. I'm saying more for like Ian's personal enrichment.
1: Sure. Yeah, no. When you're talking about fighting, I agree. Even beating anybody, top 15. I just meant in the sense of like, if you're an ESPN executive, that shouldn't influence your desire to make, like promote a great story. You know what I mean? It's just like one extra little win. He's already got a great story. And the reason I loved it too is because you put me on to Ian and we t- wrote, I think like a profile on him like two years ago and he mm-hmm. responded on our Instagram. And so it kind of came full circle where it's like, Oh, people we're talking about now we're interviewing that are fighting in the upper echelons. And when I was reviewing his fights, he fought like Ted, Kelvin Gastelum and dude yeah. he was so close to like yeah, he's being on the a cost. number one contender, contender mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um and that cool guy the fact that he was like so honest about everything because this is a guy that was a drug mule all over the world you know basically kind of running from the law picking up really odd end jobs being addicted to a bunch of things like this this was a man that was just all over the place and seeing how honest he was with all of that and then like coming back from it all and now he's making a good living doing well healing up from his you know brain injuries Mm -hmm. and stuff and like even though he's got brain injuries, like very well thought out, put together. Like, I don't know, man. I was impressed with Ian.
1: Yeah, I I definitely liked him. There's also one part of the interview that kind of I loved. So he spoke about how he wanted to, because he was somebody in prison. He was somebody addicted to drugs. He was somebody that got in trouble. But he's like, I want to open up a school and teach martial arts to these kids that might fall down the same path. And then I told him, I was like, that's kind of what Evan Tanner was trying to do that's right who who was also middleweight and he's like no i'm not familiar with evan tanner and it made me realize how long we've been following the sport
0: you know what i mean yes we are the historians
1: yes i was like oh (laughs) i know a little bit not that i know more but like i was like i'm teaching this ufc fighter about something that's important in ufc history you know and that's kind of
0: Dude, cool. there's, like, odd references that people can't even believe I know. Like, I mentioned Trey Taligman recently, and most people wouldn't even know who that is, but this was a guy who fought in the UFC with only one peck. He had really? just a recess in his chest. Yeah, like, just insane. I never uh, heard of Trey you know, Taligman. I mean, mm-hmm. He was a top guy for a little bit. Wow.
1: Yeah, soon, I think by next year, well, I'm, I'm enjoying this, like, little recap, because I think next year we're going to move on up even more, you know. I think I think I we're mean, gonna they're... get some more fighters. And
0: our friend of the podcast, Craig Tino, he said he was just at like a dinner, like a, an event, or whatever. And Frank Shamrock was there, and uh, Frank Shamrock gave like a speech or whatever. And he had texted me when he was there, and I'm like, dude, Frank is an absolute legend, like one of the pioneers of MMA. If it wasn't for Frank, I don't know what the state of MMA might even look like today, because he was the first. And Craig was just stunned by all this history. And like he had learned that he wasn't actually a blood brother of Ken and stuff. And so I gave him like this whole lesson on Frank Shamrock. He's like, holy shit. He's like, man, I wish I would have gotten a chance to like talk to him. I'm like, yeah, dude, that, that guy is, has been through it all. Yeah. Undefeated yeah we gotta UFC, light heavyweight, knockout slams, submissions, just everything. And
1: some people call him the first true mixed martial artist. Yeah, 100%. That blended everything together.
0: 100%. He was the first guy that's like, I'm going to learn a little bit of everything. Yep.
1: Yeah, we got it. We got to get him. Uh, we should try to get him if you could get like somebody on because I said this year I wanted to get Ian Hinesh on. So we got him. Mm-hmm. What's
0: the mm-hmm. goal for next year? Who should we try to attain? Oh, gosh, man. I love talking to all these fighters. I actually like talking to the fighters that are done.
1: They're a little bit more open, maybe.
0: Yeah, but like, I don't know. They're able to reflect on it better. And then they have just a better historical perspective, Mm -hmm. like not only of like their own career, but of the sport at large, you know, when you're in it, you can have like a bias about it. Or maybe when you're in it, you might have to be like safe with your words for what like might transpire and cost you when you're done with it. I don't know. There's just something more reflective and more uh, honest about it. Yeah. So, so I, I personally like the fighters that are already done. Plus, maybe
1: they're just older and older people are smarter. Yeah, maybe I just,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We get each other. All right. Let's talk about back.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that was it. It was a great year. I, I
0: Yeah, we I definitely had it. a lot of guests and all of these guests were amazing. Like looking back, like if someone's listening to this episode and didn't listen to any episodes this year, God, they're all good. Those those guest episodes, man, like shit.
1: It's so weird too because I, if you asked me how many people we interviewed over this year, I'd be like a few. And then if you asked me like how many pods we've done, I'd probably be like not as like not that many. But then yeah. when we're going through it, I'm like, all right, we did a decent amount. Like we we did
0: a lot of work, hundred mm-hmm. uh,
1: percent. Time flies when you're having fun. Plus, our Instagram is doing sick. We're at like seventeen and a half thousand followers, and
0: yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, I don't even think we're at ten. I think we were like eight. Yeah, I think you were right. I think we were like right around eight. So we've more than doubled the amount of followers this year.
1: We got to get to 100,000. I get to 100,000, we can still make some money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're getting to a point, at least this, this is what I thought to me. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but if you're looking at fight accounts, you know, in that fight game business, right? Of course you have like the heavy hitters, like ESPN, MMA, UFC, 1FC. But outside of a media company or like, you know, MMA Uncensored or whatever, like outside of like an actual MMA media company, outside of an actual MMA promotion, I don't know who's got more followers. I think we're right up there, dude.
1: There are a few pages that I was like, oh, shit, this is huge. Like, yeah, MMA history or and mm-hmm. there's some other pages, but a yeah, lot non-media
0: of people, outlet. We're pretty high up.
1: Yeah. And nobody is doing our angle of fighting where we are talking about. MMA, but we're also mm-hmm. talking a little bit about war. We're talking about self-defense, we're talking about street fights, like any form of combat. And so I think, yeah, we do bring like a unique blend. And so yeah, I'm proud of it. I feel like any video we post now gets like 20,000 views. And oh yeah, and good,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: good commentary where people are commenting, either being like this is bullshit or this is cool, right? And then yeah. having deb- having debates within our comment section. Like I love seeing that. Because yeah, the I feel like another... have been
0: heated on some of our videos, man. They just like I understand, like when people are famous and they're like, "Yeah, I don't read comments and stuff." Like we're not even famous, and like the amount of comments and like likes and all the stuff we get, like it, you can't keep up with it. It's even if you wanted to, it would be so difficult and time consuming to do it. I like I understand when you're like an uber celebrity, like I don't have the time to even go through it. There's so much.
1: Yeah, we're getting like a notification every 20 seconds for something at least. But I think it's interesting because I feel like our comment section has a lot of martial artists. Mm -hmm. So when you when you'll see like another fight and you'll see comments where people be like this is stupid or this wouldn't work, you're starting to see that on our page. But then you're having other martial artists be like, you're wrong. And then you're seeing these interesting debates where I'm like, oh, actually, they both might be right. Like, you know, like it's yeah intelligent discussion. Yeah. And like, oh, shit, I didn't think of that.
0: And so yeah. I like that like that two brown hard. belts arguing about the effectiveness of something. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. Like, that's that's kind of legit.
1: Yeah. And I'm thrilled by that. I feel like we might have one of the best comment sections on Instagram when people are talking about certain things. You know, so like the video I posted, remember of the guy fighting the other guy with a knife,
0: and the uh, security guard Okay, I, I wanted to get into this. Yeah.
1: So the security guard beats the shit. Out... It's a. It's a. It's in the Netherlands. So the security guard beats the shit out of somebody with a knife, with like some great teeth kicks and like counter right hands and just amazing striking. And my ca- my caption was "Train martial arts; it could save your life." Yeah. And and somebody responded that this isn't martial arts. This is just how people fight. Mm-hmm. And so I pinned it. Cause I thought it was dumb, but everybody liked it. It got like thousands of likes. And then I was like, and then my comment where I said, I pinned this cause it's dumb, had still some thousands of likes, but half as many as the other. Mm-hmm. Was that guy using martial arts or no? Cause in my head I was like, there's no way a regular person fights that well, can strike that well.
0: It would be so unlikely. Is it possible? Sure. It's so unlikely. So yeah, I mean, we're going to get comments that are, ridiculous. And I think maybe people are looking at martial arts as a controlled setting and they're like, oh no, this is just fighting as like, oh yeah, this is a fight, not a martial art where there might be rules and a sport or something like, maybe they made that distinction of like, oh no, this is not a combat sport. This is fighting. I don't know if they were thinking along those lines or not, or just trying to downplay, like this is a guy fighting for his life. And it was just like a coincidence, but I don't think so. I'm in 100% a hundred percent agreeance with you.
1: Yeah, there was a comment that also said, this is how people think they fight, which yes. I agree with. I was like, I was like, you think you fight this way, yeah. but dude, you're going to get tired or nervous or shocked. Like yeah. there's no way you're that clean.
0: Yeah. But then. Well, it just highlights how many people don't train and would probably like that comment and then back that up. You know what I mean?
1: And it was one of our biggest views and got 3 million views. So it wasn't. And I think Instagram
0: ju- got mad at that video too, right? Did they take that down?
1: They took that video down after three yeah. million Yeah. So years.
0: this is this is the biggest problem we face in two t- 2023 is Instagram not liking any form of violence outside of a ringer cage. And
1: it's
0: like, this is... You're- and I know, and I made a post on my personal page that like a story at least, and it was just going to the effects of like, we've never shown anything grotesque. We've never shown a knife going into somebody. Mm-hmm. We've never seen a gunshot hit anybody. We've never posted... Anyone dying, seriously getting like fucked up for their whole life, like nothing of that sort. In fact, I'd say most of the things we post that involve something outside of a sport are very, I would say mild with violence. And also they illuminate the point of how important it is to be aware of your surroundings to maybe even back out of a fight. We had a video down where like there was like one shot and then both parties were like, Well, at least the guy that got hit was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And the other guy was like, all right, we're good. And they broke it up. And Instagram took down that video. And you're like, that's an important like psyche to understand. Like that's illuminating, right? Like That's marvelous to see. And then you have videos like this where a guy is charging at someone with a knife and the guy teep kicks him, keeps him away, counter straight and incapacitates them. And you're like, wow, amazing display of Mm self-defense. But Instagram doesn't like any violence and we lose out and, and it's not even like losing out on views or losing out a video, but I think people are losing out at seeing that experience and maybe even potentially benefiting and changing their own life by either training a martial art or just taking the martial art they train more seriously or whatever it is, just being aware of what can happen in the world
1: or learning from reading the comments, everything you said, Arturo. Yeah, exactly. it
0: just, it, that's the saddest part of this year for me. <laughs> and,
1: and our, our page is called the philosophy of fighting This is why I hate some AI stuff because like yeah and the machine learning algorithms or whatever they just see fighting and bad like we're called the philosophy of fighting and every guest we've ever had on the podcast we go, hey like what is what would you do in this situation they go run away <laughs> like you know and we've interviewed fucking murderers and they're like, no nah, no nah, we would run away like there's no point in fighting like you back up and and I think some of what we advocate in these like reels is, Backing up, being careful, like training for when you need it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's also like even some geography lessons. Cause part of me was thinking like, once I found out that that video was from the Netherlands, I was like, he definitely kickboxes, Like, you know, like the yeah. Netherlands, yep. they're known for kick. So yep. if it was, if it was just like uh, Costa Rica, I'd be like, all right, maybe just do just fights or something, you yes. know, but like.
0: Dutch kickboxing. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Last thing I wanted to add about one of the things that guy said, maybe I thought people just think martial arts is, when you wear a gi and it's like karate. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I thought it was some of that too, where I'm like, yo, boxing is still martial arts. Like wrestling is still 100%. martial arts. Yeah. I don't know if the public thinks of it that way, though. I think, I they, think they think martial arts funny. is karate. I don't know. I'm I'm saying like with the broader public. Not like yeah, UFC yeah, you're right. I
0: think, I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: Right. Because they see this guy moving and they're like, I'm like that guy. And I'm like, no, you're not,
0: <laughs> like,
1: Dude, you're not like that guy. I didn't, no, he's the one percent, maybe one percent natural people are like that. But I don't think mm-hmm. the average regular person is like that at mm-hmm. all. But uh, he did do some stupid, not stupid things. But like there were some times where like he went close to the guy who had a knife and someone commented like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. And then another person commented like, oh, yeah, why don't you go teach him how to fight like condescendingly? and they started fighting in the comment section and then the guy goes actually you know what i apologize he goes you know when we watch these videos maybe we can learn from them and analyze them and i was like yes that's what i want like you know and then the other guy goes yeah we should train together one day and i was like yo that's kung fu shit like i love that like this that is makes- the
0: best this is the best
1: yeah cuz he realized this isn't like some yahoo news article you know where you're just like oh your political belief like yeah he's, like, yeah, yeah, he's like, all right, you did come off arrogant, but I bet you he then looked at his page and then goes, oh, he's like a purple belt or a brown, like, you know, like he trains. And then he was like, all right, like you're not an idiot. And then they start talking and I'm like, that's what I want like us mm-hmm. to be, like have a cool community.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think what we've done this year has been amazing. I think if Instagram could just pull their reins back a little bit on some of our videos or some of the things we share, that would be grand. And I think that would be better for the community at hand, even though it's an algorithm probably just deciding without anything, you know, thought.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, but maybe things change. Maybe the algorithm gets better at identifying things over time. Yeah, I don't know.
1: They're CEO trains. So I just want to be like, yo, your CEO trains are this, we're showing it in real life situations. Like don't.
0: Yeah. Now, if there was someone to get a guest on, that's what I would want just to talk to them about that. Zuck? Just a a two-minute plea to Zuck, basically, of like, hey, yeah. dude, just check out our page. Just check out what we're trying to do. And just check out the videos we're sharing. And then maybe decide to alter things a little bit. Yeah. So I'm sure he would.
1: And fight us. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that That's too. That'd be fun. I
1: know. I'd love to fight Zuck. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I am Zuck's ideal fight like person you should fight. I'm the same size, like 5'10, 150, same age, 38, blue belt like him. Like, come on, let's fucking throw down.
0: The only problem is you don't have as many followers, so that sell is not as good. But if you did, you'd be the guy.
1: I know, whatever. We got to get, get, let's get to a a few hundred thousand so I can fight Zuck.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More likely than Elon. Mm hmm.
1: I'll fight Elon even if Elon doesn't want to fight. I'll just show Like, if I <laughs> see him somewhere, I'll be like, you fucking
0: bitch, let's fight. You said it. Uh, put, we'll put it out there. Noop will fight Free either Elon or, yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter.
1: My only fear would be that he would, like, kill my family. Like, they got that type of power. <laughs> but if it was just, like, killing Both me. these I mean, guys
0: it, can do that very easily.
1: I know. Killing me, like, whatever. Like, I'll be famous after my death. That's sick. But, like, oh, I don't want really... to. <laughs> yeah. <all right. laughs> My app will do sick, like Rento will like skyrocket in the, like, the <laughs> app store. They're like, Who did you fucking murder? Fuck. But yeah, that'd be sick. That's what I want. All right. So that's my vote for who I want to interview. Be like Zuck, maybe Tom Hardy. These are the same people I want to fight. So that's also why I want to interview them. <laughs> uh, we'll take it from there. Should we, rev- I wanted, I, so when I said let's do a review of the year, I wasn't even talking about our podcast. I was thinking more fight of the year and fighter of the year and shit like we could do that too ko of the year
0: okay um oh gosh i'm gonna have a recency bias on this not thinking about it but we can do it let's go for it sure
1: and uh, honestly i'm taking a lot of my answers based off of what i saw other people put okay so i like i didn't dive super deep but i feel like these are the biggest
0: stories whatever
1: so what would you like to start with fighter of the year fight of the year
0: gosh Sub of the year. It doesn't matter.
1: Let's do KO. I,
0: I have my pick for fighter of the year if you want to start there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Who's your fighter of the year?
0: Francis Nagano. Dude,
1: I I was going to pick Francis Nagano and I thought I was going to be oh. surprising. Everybody, oh, really? No.
0: Everybody, he's he's got to be. Islam,
1: everybody had Islam or Sean Strickland.
0: Okay. Those are great picks too, but Francis has done more. Like, cross. I agree. Yeah, like what he did leaving the UFC, what he did banking on himself, going on his own, what he did about like even getting into boxing, getting a fight with Tyson Fury, and then in the public's view, winning. That is remarkable. Had a huge payday. He just did what everyone said can't be done in multiple realms, and he did it all. So Francis, and then now he's, I mean, if you're looking at like, hey, you got one guy to fight anybody, you're going to pick Francis Yeah, right now. Right now.
1: I agree. I'm I'm so glad that you said that. And I'll just add, he did everything with class and integrity, mm-hmm. even like a little bit of humor, calling it gimmick fights.
0: Yeah. He
1: he believed in himself, like so much from the martial arts kung fu aspect, as well as then the economics and capitalism aspect, and then just mm-hmm. the epic story. Yeah. To me, Francis was the fighter of the year. In MMA though. I was surprised so many people gave it to Islam. Islam did good, but he barely won the first fight against Volk. And then he beat Volk again on short notice. And Volk is lighter. I didn't feel like Islam deserved deserved fighter of the year award. Like he's a great fighter, but I wouldn't have given him fighter of the year.
0: It's tough because I don't know. Like Volk was incredible though. Volk is a legend and like, to get two wins over him, yeah, you're the heavier guy, but like, it's still—I don't know. Islam seemed unproven, so to have those two big wins, beating Oliveira how he did, like, I, I do think that Islam is definitely up there in the running.
1: Yeah, in the running. But like, I, I would to...
0: also make the argument for Sean Strickland. Then
1: that's who I would have given. I would have given it to Strickland yeah. or Pereira, but I would have given it to Strickland because Strickland beat the guy that Pereira
0: lost to. And but was but like. Pereira pretty... also beat that guy, so like I know, it, so it's it, tricky. It, for me personally, I give it to Pereira over both those guys.
1: You give it to Pereira over Strickland. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When did Strickland lose to Pereira? Was it this year or no? I think it was last.
0: It might have been.
1: I think it was last year. If we're being like fundamental about this year, then like. Of course, I, and we should be. I give it to Strickland. That was
0: in 2022. Yeah, it was a while ago.
1: So I give it to Strickland because. Also, the way he beat Adesanya was fucking crazy. Nobody expected it. Five to one underdog. And he took two fights against relatively no-name people. And so many people avoid these types of fights to preserve their record. And Strickland, coming off a loss, was like, I don't care about my name. I'm going to keep fighting and making money. He beats these two people who are tough, even though we don't know their name. And then he beats Adesanya. Who's like almost undefeated at middleweight and was a five to one underdog. Plus, like I'd like I think Strickland's funny. So I don't know, maybe if there's like some bias. Mm -hmm. But I I would have given it to Strickland to be the MMA
0: fighter of the year. Yeah, my order would be Pereira Strickland Islam. Why? Simply because Pereira
1: did the harder thing going up in weight. Correct. Even though his fight with Jan was kind of close. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Islam's fight with Volk was really close. The first. Exactly,
1: which is why I'm bringing Islam down a peg. But
0: yeah, I yeah. I
1: agree with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, but Strickland just also had like one huge win, and it was a huge win. But it's also like it's just one. I don't know.
1: I feel like Pereira had one huge win. It was Giri.
0: Yeah, yeah, but him. but, but was... he went up in weight at least.
1: Yeah, no, I get. what you're. So I'm... Like,
0: you know, I, I, I always know think I was... like two divisions means more. I think we're getting, I think we're getting almost like jaded to the fact that like people are starting to do that more. But yeah. I still think it's a crazy thing to do.
1: I agree. I I wasn't upset at anybody that's the Pereira or Strickland. I was like a little like I wouldn't have given it to Islam. Yeah, I get you. I, getcha. I felt right. like weird about that. Are you hype about the fact that they might let Pereira fight Tom Aspinall for the heavyweight belt? And he would be the first person going even attempting for three belts? I love it. Do you think he has any shot? I do. Really? Yeah. Every everything I'm reading on Aspen, just forums, Aspinall
0: is a big boy, and yes, his grappling is far better.
1: Great grappling, and
0: he's got heavy hands. But so does Pereira. Does Pereira have Anything. a shot? Always. Pereira always has a shot. That doesn't yeah. matter who you're versing. Pereira always has a shot.
1: Aspinall has a great chin too. He took a like. I hope it's close, and I I love it too for the attempt. And if anybody deserves yeah. it a little bit, I think it's Pereira. I think he would fight anyone anywhere.
0: And he's Can getting you older. Imagine a guy that was just a kickboxer that just, you know, was like, ah, I'm done with this. Comes into MMA and wins three different divisions. No one's done that.
1: I think he would have to be the goat.
0: I think he ever. would have to be.
1: Like just Which for is what he's
0: wild doing. to think because he'll do it in like 12 fights. That and is then, insane.
1: And then he should just retire and focus on grappling and win oh, an IBJJF. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He oh, won the man. ADCC
1: and he just like wins every single thing ever. He's like fucking. I think
0: he should coach. The videos I've seen him do with like coaching and teaching, he seems like he has like a care for that, and he seems good at it. Yeah, like, I think Pereira would actually like. I'm rooting for Pereira in every way, but my ideal vision for him would be to win that heavyweight, just retire, and just coach. That you would be do- spectacular to see.
1: You-, you can't do anything after you in the heavy like yeah just retire let everybody else have a chance retire the goat you're on the mount rushmore obviously of everything plus the epic story of dropping out at 12 and being an give another gift to
0: glover to share it's just he's great
1: yeah you know there's a lot of people that seem nice that have like a dark side huh. and i think pereira is one of these people that seems scary as fuck but you know is like a teddy bear the nice side yeah yeah like you, you know he's like Sweet, you know, like I don't know. You just could tell, like you could joke with them. I don't yeah. know. I feel that way. So, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about that too. So Pereira is also part of my knockout of the year. Ooh, okay, yeah. I give knockout of the year to Izzy for knocking out Pereira.
0: Okay, I mean that was huge. I think people forget how crazy that was.
1: The way he baited him a little bit and took it in and overcame being down like three losses to nothing with that one like. I still think Pereira is better overall, like for what he's done, but that one knockout was incredible. And then the bow and arrow thing was kind of cool too. It felt like anime
0: ish. I agree with you. That probably is the knockout of. So it's always tough for me because, like, knockout of the year, does that mean like best knockout or do you have to take into that full context? Because if you're taking in that full context, it's no question, is he? Yeah. But if we're looking at like best true knockout, you're going to give it to your boy just recently, Josh Emmett.
1: Yes. I was yeah. I was going to bring him up too. Yeah, exactly. He
0: looked like he killed him. You know, like that was easily the most. So that's like the thing is like, how is there context? And if it's context, is he? no question. Yes. No context, like just f- fighter A versus fighter B. Holy shit. It's Josh Emmett.
1: Yeah. And that might be recency bias, but I've never seen somebody convulse. And that was scary. Like I almost don't even want to.
0: significantly long.
1: Yeah, I almost don't even want to say this out be here because it was scary and I don't want anybody to die. But right. it was just whatever. Sometimes there's hard tackles, that hard punch like that. And he did it at 145. Like that's freaky. Like that was very freaky. Well, and was Bryce even Mitchell's saying,
0: good. he's like, what happened to Bryce Mitchell is probably better. Like when you get knocked out like quick, as opposed yeah. to like taking trauma, still being in there, taking more trauma, like, you know, like boxing. But MMA yeah. has its fair share of that too. Where you're like you're still in it, but you know you're getting taken more and more damage. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Even in NFL, like we still don't know if a lot of little hits or one big hit causes more trauma because it also seems to be an individual thing, like how people respond to those things. Yeah, it's tough. So I like it's it's hard to guide a sport and its rules when we don't know if it's the really big ones or a lot of the little ones that hurt the most long term. We're still too too early to know.
1: Ian Heinisch was saying that they have like computers and like these screens that could show you like how your brain moves. Like I didn't even know we could do that. I thought some of that stuff was like.
0: No, this is actually accessible to you and I too. So my dentist, my dentist is someone who I met on the mat. He's I believe a purple belt in jujitsu, does Muay Thai and just someone I've trained with for a long time. And I've known him a long time. So of course I trust him with like my dentistry and stuff. I see see him every six months I go to my dentist and we always talk. And he said he had recently gone and done a brain scan. He was just curious to know. He's like, oh, and he had some mild CTE. And so, you know, and he was telling me how they did the brain scan, how much it cost. I think it was like 600 bucks and they do all these things and they respond and they give you visual cues. They ask you to do tasks and they say how your brain responds and all this different stuff to kind of visually show you what might be normal and how you're affected. And then like, potentially see where your brain has gotten injured and how that might impact certain activities, especially as it goes over time. So it was really interesting. And I was really interested to hear it because I was like, oh, because his his pitch was, he's like, look, I've done this. And he's like, you know, I've been in the gym with you. I know you've taken some shots too. <laughs> he's like, you might want to like check it also. And I was like, dang, yeah. And he's like, look, they, it's not a prescription. You can just buy this. This is a uh, supplement, but it has a lot of research behind it. And he's a dentist, you know, he's a smart guy he had done a lot of research on it. It's called Percepta. And there's some studies that show that taking this over a three-month period can help minimize the impact of mild CTE. And so he had ordered a huge box and just gave me a bunch. That's sick. I know. What a good guy, right? Like he just spent like, I think he spent like 200 bucks on this fucking supplement and then he gave me like a bunch of it. And he's like, yeah, not that you shouldn't, you know, you don't have to do the scan and stuff. It's expensive. But he's like, this doesn't hurt taking. I've seen like, the, mild, the side effects are minimal, no interactions with anything, whatever. He's like, if you want to take it, take it just here. I was like, dang, man, what a good guy. <clears throat> but just to show you that other people, and he's a hobbyist, you know, hasn't like competed or anything like that, but he's good. He's been in the game a while. But yeah, he has some CTE. And he's done, as far as I know, mostly grappling. I feel so it's just like one of those things has... to think about where you're like, ooh, okay, we don't all know what we have already done.
1: I think we all have
0: CT. Yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, like we, we've we fallen down and hit our heads from biking, you know, as a kid yeah, and stuff, kids. like, sure.
1: I think more people have it than don't, maybe, I don't know, I, I'm wondering. That's no, just me we all confused. have
0: hit our head a bunch of times. It's a matter of, did you hit it in the right spot with enough force and did it impact your brain, right? like one of us might have more cerebral spinal fluid than the other person. So they're a little bit more protected, right? One's like skull is oriented a little bit different than the other. And so, you know, you're more likely to get it on a side impact than I am. Like mm-hmm. it all varies so much that we just, we're going to brain scan everyone every year. I think we should.
1: Some of us have stronger necks than others.
0: Yeah. Don't need to some tell me, Some of us dude. are
1: bitches and some <laughs> of us, no, yeah, that would be great if we could do these scans I think I think, I think
0: that, just like you do like x-rays every year or two for your teeth or whatever, like why mm-hmm. wouldn't we be doing brain scans over time? I mean, maybe, maybe today's youth isn't really cared about that because all they're doing is playing video games and they're at very little risk, but our generation and generations before probably have a bunch of damage.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. Maybe, Actually, like every time rates- I go to the dentist. Every time I go to the dentist, I'm like, please take an x-ray and make sure I don't have cancer. Because like, that's my fear. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to the dentist even more for the x-rays and cancer. But like, do I have mouth cancer? Because I smoke a little bit rather than the teeth.
0: Yeah, I'm like, well, oh, I mean, fuck. x-rays themselves can also contribute to bad things over time too.
1: Fuck. No, I'm fucked either way.
0: I mean, yeah, that's why they minimize the amount of times. Like if they don't have a suspicion that things are going to go south for your teeth. They're less likely to do an x ray because they know the impact. It's so why you wear those heavy ass things and stuff for protection. Like, x rays do some damage.
1: Yeah, sure. And just everything in health, you know, my back hurts right now. Like, this whole year, I will <laughs> say I've been hurt. Like, I had shoulder pain and then I got better. I had knee pain and I got better. I had lower back pain and I got better. Now I have shoulder blade pain because I think I slept on my phone. So I made a new rule no more electronics in the bed. Like, cause like, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I keep healing. But I'm always in but yes, pain. yeah, just
0: to remind yourself of that. You keep getting better.
1: I know. I feel like an old Wolverine. That's like my totem. I'm like, my I fucking heal, but hey. I still get hurt. So it's like annoying, <laughs> but it's like,
0: uh, life is suffering.
1: Life is suffering. That's the other, <laughs> that's the other lesson
0: this year. Life is suffering. Submission of the year. Ooh, fuck! It has to be Islam's. Oh wait, that was that this year. That wasn't this year. Dang. Who is submission of the year?
1: Ah. Uh, Should I just say the submission that I remember the most that I really liked? Sure. Well, there's a couple you could go with. Should I read out like what MMA fighting voted?
0: All right. Sure.
1: MMA fighting said the number one one was
0: Grasso versus Shevchenko. Ooh, that was a pretty big one. That was huge. Yeah.
1: That was huge in context as
0: well. John Jones's Um, was pretty big too. That was cool.
1: In context, John Jones was also so important, like that solidified himself yeah. as like a goat higher, like, you know, his stock rose after not fighting for so long. But for me, I thought the one that was the coolest, that was like the most memorable was when Shavkat choked out Jeff Neal standing up.
0: That stand up. Yeah, that was cool.
1: That was just like Shavkat A 17, was 17 for 17, I think with 17 finishes, and mm-hmm. he's, like, going into the third round after having, like, a striking war with Jeff Neal. I think almost to just test himself in striking. And Joe Bogan mm-hmm. is always talking about Jeff Neal as the dark horse of the division and maybe the most powerful person in the division, just on mm-hmm. brute strength. And Shavka just stands behind him and fucking chokes him out standing. And not like Charles Oliveira, where he has to get the backpack. He's just standing and choking him. And it just looked like... Like, it looked like I had a, a move out of a shitty movie, and it worked. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, it was so yeah, cool. That,
0: that, yeah, I, I like the unconventional ones. Like, if you're looking at all of, like, the the submissions on, like, everyone's list, it's all, like, the basic-ass submissions. I, I like yes. the the different ones. The, uh, you know, Ezekiel choke. Like, Volkov hit an Ezekiel choke, and I'm like, dang, that, that's pretty sick. Yeah. You had, let's see, a Twister from Damon Blackshear. Like that, that's always sick to see a twister an inverted triangle by Davey Grant. That that's a big one too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see that type of stuff. then the ninja choke, an inverted omoplata, like, dude, that's the type of shit I want to see as opposed to just a choke. Like, I guess you're, if you're basing it on context, yeah, Grasso wins that because it was a huge upset. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I'm doing a little bit of both context and uniqueness. Yes. It was unique that he finished it standing. And also, I think Shockwad is going to be the champion or at least fight for the championship. And so yeah. he's like a young Khabib. And I think, uh, yeah, plus I'm a little bit of a casual, right? Like, I don't know all these other fighters and like mm-hmm. whatnot. So, yeah, I wasn't probably paying attention when they happened. So, I'm not saying this is the best of the best, but if I had a vote, I think I would vote for that one or Grasso just yeah. for being an underdog and slaying the dragon. Like, that's huge.
0: That's fair. Ugh, Damone Blackshear with the Twister. I feel like if a Twister is being hit, I feel like I'm going to vote the Twister.
1: Yeah, it's fair, man.
0: It's I just such a crazy sub.
1: Yeah, you vote for, you vote for the Twister.
0: I'll maybe, vote for Shotgun. Maybe that's the 10th planet in me. <laughs> it was also what, it was an anaconda choke. Like there, There's some cool things that I like to see. Yeah, that are diff- just different. Oh, here's one. Oh, yeah, the inverted omoplata. Yeah, that, that was crazy, too.
1: Who's a rising star that you have?
0: Like, like the biggest year, or just who's coming up the most? Who's coming up? Like a rookie? Because I see a picture of somebody and I just wanted to talk about him, so
1: like that's what I would put him as. Like I'm like,
0: so I would I'm say who it. had the best year is Sean Strickland.
1: Yeah. Who uh,
0: is who is on the rise? Like a rookie, Bo Nickel.
1: Oh, Bo Nickel, yeah. Is Bo Nickel's going to make waves? I almost don't even look at him as a rookie though. I feel like when you're that good at wrestling, you're just already like Bo Nickel was on Joe Rogan recently. And he was trying to be like, oh yeah, I've only like trained MMA for two years. And people are like, wow, but you've been wrestling for 24 years. Like you can't just like, That's yeah. at least 50% of MMA. You can't just be like, oh no, I've only done it two years. Like you are. Yes, but like There's somebody... a lot of
0: wrestlers that have done it that long that don't convert that well. So Which I, I, don't I understand. understand what he's saying, but yes, you are right.
1: I know. I get it. But it's also like, you're a little bit being, I don't know what the right word is, you know, like just facetious or some shit. Like you're not, you're not a novice, bro. You're, you're an all time legend. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say this guy, Diego Lopez. I like him. Like he came out of nowhere last oh, yeah, December. Everybody, yeah. ex- everybody expect him to lose. He looks kind of emo, but yeah. he, he fights with such a motor that like right now, everybody that is a hardcore loves him. So I kind of love him. And I think he has the best attitude towards jujitsu. Like he's always throwing up subs. He's not like, I feel bad for Tony, but Tony's just like laying there sometimes. This guy is like old Tony, like moving, throwing things. Like
0: I love him. So that's a good pick. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite, favorite dude. Yeah, man, it was a great year. It was absolutely.
1: Let's, let's continue to the new year. Thank everybody for listening. Thank you all for giving us your wisdom. Thank you for training us to our teachers and coaches and sparring partners. Yeah. Overall great year.
0: Yeah, looking at this year has been, sometimes you don't realize how much you've done, but yeah, this year has been awesome. It's been cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch us next year. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy_fighting.